There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Bobby Moore answered Jeff Hurst. The trailer looking at Billy Bones. Paolo DiCaglio. West Ham Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Season seven, season seven, episode thirty-two. Where does the time go, George? I don't know. Hello. Where does it Clockwise. go? Well, uh, welcome back, George. Uh, where are you? What are you doing? Um, I am at home, and I am in my living room. Good. And uh, also back, like he never uh, goes away, um, is Shepman. Where are you? What are you up to this evening? I'm in my shed, talking to you lot. I'm in my shed. I'm almost, almost got that off to a T, but I sort of, there's a slight delay. In the editing, it will come out fine. Um, we had a football game after three weeks, chaps, didn't we? We did. Did we? Well, you didn't. Uh, yeah. Nigel couldn't be bothered to turn up. Mm. In fact, I'm sure he made a statement, George, to us, saying after the Burnley game, he was never going to go to West Ham again. Now, I don't know if it was one of those rash things. What, what did he actually say, George? Can you remember? I can't remember. I was surprised that he wasn't there, to be honest. And then you reminded me that he made that statement. Oh, and I don't right, remember well, him making find- that statement. Let's find out from Nigel. Nigel, what did you actually say after the Burnley game? I said it before the Burnley game. I said, Burnley's my last. I ain't coming back this season. Oh, this season? Yes. Okay. So you won't be there at Stoke? Well, I will be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lasted long. Well, perhaps... U-turn. U-turn, Nigel. Yeah, well, it is. And there's a reason. Fickle fan. I'm addicted. Snowflake. It's West Ham. I can't stay away. Oh. I sat there and I hated Saturday because I wasn't there. And I, I don't know how people give it up because this was like a tester. Could I actually do yeah. it? Can I break the habit? And like the smackhead after his fix, you know, I, you know, yeah. who's tried methadone and thought, you know what, actually, I don't fancy that. I'll go back to the right stuff. 
So <laughs> I'm going to come back with my towel between my legs against Stoke, and yeah. So you, you didn't you didn't go to the static march, you didn't go to the ramble, and you didn't go to the WISA uh, committee meeting. That means also no, didn't do anything. Sat in my shed and watched the football. Oh, well, let's start with you Thanks. then. Let's have an armchair view from the shed of of the game. It's Chelsea, isn't it? Um, well, it, it, it's not. A, it's, we're, it's not a Chelsea uh, podcast. We are gonna. We are gonna get Nigel's view from his shed. West Ham versus um, Southampton, and just a clue here: we won three 0 Yeah, I did notice that. Um, I'd, personally, West Ham did what they needed to do. They got the first goal. Southampton buckled, but we beat a team that never had a shot in anger, that never tested us, that never looked like getting through us. Now, you could say that's because we played really well, but for me, they're the poorest team I've seen this season. At the Well, I didn't see it, but that's the poorest <laughs> team that I've seen because I watched the whole game just on telly. Um they, they were diabolical. Hmm. They were worse than West Brom, honestly. That's no, true. So I, it's hard to to say whether this is um, a big turnaround that they've sorted it out. Let's see the performance, not so much the result. Let's see what the performance is against Chelsea. So well, you're saying they flattered us? I think you're saying. Yeah, I think you've got to take in. You couldn't have played a better team at that time. I mean, if we were playing Chelsea off the back of Burnley, it it, it could have been bother again. But would it would it surprise you? Would it surprise you, Nigel and George? That oh, by the way, we mentioned John's not here. He's having a perm tonight, so he couldn't quite make it because the perm rollers had not quite come out. So apologies from John. He's not on the podcast tonight. Sorry, I should have done the housekeeping earlier. Um, would it surprise you, Nigel and George, that the statistics say that Southampton had more possession, 52% to our 48, they had nine shots to our 12, but key, we had five shots on target, they had zero. Would that surprise you? Uh, I'm not sure it would surprise me because I thought the second half was very poor from us. I thought we failed to capitalise on their very we were our strong first half performance and their poor first half performance. I thought we should have carried on going. Not to mention I had a uh, pound at hundred to one on Arnautovic to get a hat trick. So, <laughs> yeah, you did, uh, didn't you? You I were you were willing him on, and, and when he got pulled off, um, <laughs> who, uh, uh, <laughs> who, who pulled him off? Who pulled him off? Uh, David Moyes, isn't it? Well, yeah, but who who replaced him? That's the old man. <laughs> um, it was. Hugh Gill. Hugh Gill. For na- no, for na- Hugh Gill. Yeah, it probably was Hugh. Hugh Gill. Is it Hugh Gill? He's an orphan, isn't he? Hugh Gill, I think. Um, so, I don't know if it would surprise me, to be honest. I guess the amount of shots yeah. they had maybe surprised me a little bit. I don't remember them that, having that many chances on our goal. but That surprised me. But um, possession-wise, I thought, given the second half, it doesn't surprise me, if I'm honest. So let's talk about players. You were there. First of all, did you manage to get past all the barriers, stopping free flow, the extra police, the stewards with their safety glasses on and their football boots, and, and the extra um, <laughs> the, fo- the football boots did, did that, really did, made me laugh. 
And that every single steward that I could see was wearing a really nice pair of football boots. So they were obviously gifted them by the club as well, I'd imagine, unless you know different, Sean. No, I don't know that. I, I'm sure they were just asked to bring their own football boots. Well, this is where I, I disagree with that because why would, you know, some some of those stewards are clearly not football players. <laughs> they probably borrowed them from people. Oh, good. I've got a job, but I need, it's an extra pound an hour, but I need a pair of football boots and some plastic safety glasses. But they were all nice boots, so I'm assuming that the club gifted them or right, they, I they get were the spares. Boots, right, stay upright. What, what was the safety glasses thing? I don't know, in case um, we have any shots in the ice. Someone someone put a sharp stick. No, I thought it was in case a corner flag went in their eye. Yeah, it could be. Hilarious. Uh, But no, I I didn't attempt to make it on the pitch and I didn't attempt to make it over to the director's area. Do you remember the wager we had? I asked you how much money for you to get on the pitch and what did you say? I said I'd never do that. It's stupid. You said, you said, give me a one in cash up front and I'll do it. <laughs> it's what you actually said. You didn't give me the money, though, did you? I didn't, no. I'd have took it. Bought I'd for 100 quid. Yeah, I'd have ran the other way out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have took your money and run off. So let's talk players. Uh, as you say, the, the result flattered us a bit. You know, after losing by at least three goals for the last three games, well, that's the way I remember it, to beat another team 3-0 just shows how poor they are, um, especially as they, they had a rogue result against Chelsea, but I think they'd had some batterings as well. Who stood out for you, George? Um, obviously, on Altovic, I thought, you know, he he seemed up for it from the very beginning. I think, obviously, the Hughes history played a part in that. He, he denied that. He said, I haven't got a problem with him. Well, but he did seem to point... He definitely, definitely, he definitely was addressing Mark Hughes when he scored his first goal. Um, and he said something at half-time, apparently, but Hughes said he didn't hear it. Actually, I thought, whilst we're on that subject, I thought Hughes dealt with that very well in his post-match interview. Yeah, yeah. For those that didn't hear it, he said, um, I wasn't aware of anything on out of it's done, and he played very well today, like he did for me when I spent four years with me at Stoke. Well, it's a very professional and grown-up way. Um, but who else stood up for me? Declan Rice, for sure. I was very impressed yeah, with him. amazing. I remember when we scored our first goal, I noticed they were celebrating in front of us and I noticed him celebrating the goal, but then turning around to every single player and pointing to their brains as in, like, focus, don't don't get carried away, which I thought for a 19-year-old, or 18-year-old, however old he is. 19, 19 yeah. That, he, uh, that, that impressed me. And then he, he backed that up with a strong performance throughout the game, and I thought he was definitely yeah. one. Of, he was probably my man of the match. How about you, um, Nigel? Uh, I'd like to say I thought Joe Joe Art, sorry, dealt with the nine shots that were off target really well. <laughs> <laughs> I think the way he let some of them go, just yeah, it's going wide, let it go. Yeah, that's it. And it showed his positional play was yeah. was excellent. I was hoping, I was hoping, and I was trying to give gift you this. You were going to talk about Fernandes. Yeah, yeah, he played well, didn't he? When he came on, he had a really good game. I yeah. agree. Well, it's about time. I mean, we keep hearing how good he's supposed to be, but he's he don't oh, really show that. it. You say that he was bought for the academy. We paid five million quid, which is nothing in today's terms. And he was, he was. It is we, for West Ham the way we, the money well, we spend. Well, we were told he was one for the academy, and when he went straight into the academy, so we didn't have any high expectations. Maybe we had of other players, 
So I think he's done quite well, uh, considering um, the, 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 the way that he was portrayed when we bought him. And I thought he had a terrific game. Well, the, the thing when you buy players like that is you, you have to give them time to bed in at the Premier League. Uh, we're lucky with Arnautovic because he already did that at Stoke. Yeah. So when you look at it, a, a, a majority of players that we're buying from abroad need a bedding in period. Now, the problem you get is a lot of them aren't afforded that luxury. When they're bought for the first team rather than the first team squad, um, they're, they're expected by fans and everybody else to perform straight away. I think that's where players like Zaza felt the pressure, Gokhan Tour, you know, they... I mean, Zaza looked like ordinary, didn't he? If he was wine, you'd, he would be like table wine, wouldn't it? You know, like mouthwash. Yet everywhere else, he's, he's banged in goals. So you got to think, well, did we give him enough time? Did we afford him enough time? I'm not sure. But with a player like Fernandes, he's had that time, hasn't he, to bed in. Even playing, as you say, the under-23 football allows him to bed in and there's less pressure on him. So, so um, George, uh, big loss with with Fernandez with um, Antonio for the rest of the season, or would he never really fit again? As some are saying, well, obviously we know that if he's playing as well as he can do, he's a big loss. But we have been without him for quite some time, and you know, I'd, I'd probably agree that he probably wasn't fully fit. He hasn't looked fully fit for a while. Worryingly, we noticed even when he was. Before he was yeah. out for a while, that he used to get tired very quickly, and he wasn't having the best best of games he's had for us. Um, I, I personally thought his reaction of his season being over was probably something to do with his international ambitions, because you know if if he had a strong last six games, he could be in with a shout of being on the plane to Russia. But that's all over for him well, as well. You're referring to the way he cried like a baby. I am, yes. Um, so you yeah. feel for any professional when they're injured in that way. But I think he, yeah. I, I doubt he was really that bothered about missing the rest of the season from a West Ham point of view. The cynic in me is telling me. Mm-hmm. Any any other players stood out on, on Saturday? Um, that you not, want to mention? Not, not that I want to particularly mention. I think I think that everyone played well. Everyone put in a good shift. and that... in, Including the 12 man, minus uh, Nigel, who was in his shed because they couldn't hear him. But, you know, <laughs> they were, just to say, you know, despite the extra security and the barriers and everything else, and I know it helped with an early goal, the atmosphere was pretty good. You know, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not call it amazing, but it was the atmosphere was pretty damn good, wasn't it? It was. It, it, well, it was. I mean, it could have been better. And I think the second half, they uh, they kept us quiet. And we didn't, again, we didn't offer much in the second half, which disappointed me. But but it couldn't, it couldn't be described as toxic, could it? No, not at all. And I was going to say, you know, you compare it to the the Burnley game and the atmosphere there. That you know, it's a whole different ball game, wasn't it? It was, it was, and one we lost three nil. So let me ask both of you a question before we move on. Um, is that it? Are we are we safe now? We're not going to get relegated. Nigel first. I, I don't think we will go, Dan. So. They've got a Southampton. Let's look at Southampton. Gonna got to get five more points than we get. Um, Stoke have got to get well. If you take goal difference in, they've got to get six and seven points more than we get. 
I reckon yeah. we're only going to get about another four. Therefore, Stoke yeah. and uh, Southampton have got to get 10, 11 points. They ain't going to do that. No, I think, no, I think, I think you're 35, right. 30. Oh, I think 35 will keep you up. I'll be surprised if Southampton gets seven yeah. points. So, yeah, no, I think you're right. They've, and they've, they're playing a lot of big teams as well, aren't they? Yeah, it, they're, they're, their running's not fantastic. You know, psychologically, we played the last game next Saturday against Chelsea, uh, Sunday, sorry, Chelsea away. So that's the last game, uh, Premier League game of the weekend. But I think Saints have got Arsenal away. Something so like that, get yeah. nothing. I think Stoke have got Tottenham at home. So, you know, yeah. it's it, that might set us up. If you see them have already looked playing last next weekend, might do us a favour. They didn't have any spirit. They had no spunk in them at all, I didn't think. Um, well, perhaps they all be, got pulled off before the game then. <laughs> yeah, as you say, they are playing this weekend on Sunday, the early kickoff. They are playing uh, Arsenal yeah, at home. Enough. Yeah, at, at, at the Emirates. So, uh, uh, and they've got Chelsea after that, twelve <laughs> thirty kickoff. The Saturday after that, then they've got Leicester away. Uh, then they've got. Uh, oh, then they've got Chelsea at home in the FA Cup final. Semi-final. Uh, semi-final. Semi-final. Um, then they've got Bournemouth at home. That's winnable. And then uh, then they've got uh, Everton away. That's... So, quite tricky. Stoke, Stoke's oh. the next big game for us. And one last on. one. And the last one, their last game of the season, is Man City yeah. at home. What, what on, keep, I uh, think I think, I think they the are three gone. that are down yeah. there are the three that will go. I've really I've yeah. seen Southampton now. I can't see how Hughes can you know the, f- the first game bounce or, or whatever. I mean, we suffered our first game under Moyes to be fair performance like. Yeah. Perhaps they can turn it. Yeah, in. and you're right. I'm just going to quickly say Stoke Stoke play Spurs yeah, uh, this Saturday, on. then West Ham on Monday. Then Burnley at home, then Liverpool away, tricky one. Then Crystal Palace at home, Swansea City away, uh, and their last game. Oh, that is their last game. Um, yeah. Swansea City away. So they maybe got a few easier ones, but That's what um, saying. they've got six I games. Right. I think Stoke left, and they've got to win what three, four of them to get past us. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't gonna happen. Do you not disagree with that, um, George, at all? And, and say we won't get relegated, or will we? Will get relegated? Do you? No, I've got nothing to add to that conversation. I agree with it all. To be honest, I think the three that are down, yeah. three that are down there at the minute will be the ones that go. I was very surprised yeah. at how poor Southampton were. Right. So uh, that's it. We won a game. We're on thirty-three points. The other thing was, and Nigel, you missed this. Uh, the two protests weren't. I use the word dwindled. So um, the, the the ramble, as it was called, which was organised by readers on KUMB, not KUMB. I'm, I'm, I must stress because Graham gets quite upset about it. it. Was it was certain readers on KUMB? I was told by the police about fifty turned up for that um, for the static demonstration, which, by the way, was outside the director's entrance. That's what was released on social media. Police told me two hundred. Although the people themselves say between 
400 and a thousand i i think it's probably more closer to 400 from the videos i've seen um we we voted not to have a march but they are going to have some other action which has not been decided but they how do you know that how do you know they voted Skidmore. not to have a march because I, I spoke to some of the committee members. Oh, they haven't sent an email out then to their members. Oh. oh. Oops. <laughs> dear. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Not very democratic. Uh, so my question to you, both of you, is, is that it from protests for the rest of this season? When will it pick up? What form will it pick up? You know, it does feel like the Judean people's front at times. Let's start with you first, George, this time. Do I think there should be any more protests? Yeah, or will there be, or, or what form that might take? Um, I'm sure people will try and arrange more, but for me, and I think we talked about this on Saturday, Sean. I think that you're all bored of it. Well, yeah. well we we are. There's too, there's too many committees. There's too many splinter yeah. groups. There's too many all sorts of things. It all gets a bit stupid. But I I do I do think <laughs> we did laugh. Didn't we? we have to share that joke in a minute. I Go do on, think that you know what happened at the Burley game, the the non-violent side of things was the things that needed to happen. The message got put across, the press started talking about it. Everyone knows we're not fans of the board. Everyone knows the the unhappiness amongst the fans. So it's a bit like it's been done now and you know what what else can there what else can we do? What else will have an effect? Yeah, well, we we were at the supporters club on the Saturday, um, and someone got up to talk, and, and we made a bit of a joke because there's a new committee at the supporters club to try and save the club, while the old committee uh, held the beer to ransom on Saturday by changing the locks at Castle Street, and so we were making a joke that um, we we me John. George and uh, Dave, who was with us, needed to phone, uh, form our own committee because there weren't enough committees at West Ham. And what we were going to call it, George, do you remember? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I don't remember. 
That was before we had two. That's been before we had beers. It's not more than just a committee. It's more than just a committee. We're excellent. Right, you get the before we go to Facebook, Twitter question time, and a plug for uh, Canning Town Len, the new musical, which I know you're involved in, uh, Nigel. What do you think? How will the next form of protest take either this season or into the summer? Um, I hope, I hope the protests. I hope there is another protest. I'd like to see a, pro- a big protest at the end of the season. Uh, perhaps, um, maybe not the Everton game. The, the perhaps the Man United game. Um, because I think we'll be safe by then. So, okay, I'd like to see I, Everton game. I'd like to have a party that is the end of the season to be fair. Yeah. So. So I would like to see, (laughs) yeah, I'd I'd like to, (laughs) I'd like to see. Understandable, um, understandable. That's later, isn't it? We were doing all of that. We kept on Uh, saying that. Sweets, Um, sweets tall. I'm interested to see what Wissa do with their, I don't know what they've done. Wissa or Wissa? Wissa, I call it. And since I form it, it'll be called Wissa. Um, okay, but you know, I don't know. What they're doing. <laughs> actually, I, I'm just like I, I help. I help. Actually, Sean, yeah, you help for me as well. I was a joint chair. I know. Let's have a poll yeah. on what is how yeah. you pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah, have a committee good. meeting. Let's... Yeah. yeah, not enough. <laughs> no, you know, I, I, do, I think there's a lot of the thing with West Ham fans. I found is there's a a lot of apathy that they, they seem to, and it's, it's okay when it's spontaneous, but organized things, as you can see, it's descended into this group, that group, and yeah. and it is getting a bit, I mean, I thought you was harsh in your article where you put dwindle to be fair. And you put yeah. 200 because I only watched well, a video of it from outside and I watched them. I was them told that by the police. Oh, well, I did say I. I was told that directly by Andy Sheldon, the police officer, because they looked to be double that two hundred to me. Okay, fair one. Well, that's why I put in the story that people on the march said between four hundred and a thousand, which I thought was fair. But that's what I was told by and Andy Sheldon when I. I, I mean, I'd, it, I'd, I'd like to know if anyone made all three. Did someone actually manage to make the whistle me <laughs> in the round? And, and yeah, the there you go. Answers on the post coming. <laughs> anyway, we've got to move on. Quick plug for um, your mate, Ken in town, Len, and his musical before we move on to uh, um, Facebook question time. Oh, all right, yeah. Go watch it. <laughs> Understandable. We were saying that, by it's the way. It's called Pure Gold. Everyone's probably seen it by now. If they've not, why not? That's what I want to know. Yeah. It, um... We... We kept on saying the Jim White understandable all day, did we not, George? We did. It yeah. was funny at the time. It probably comes across less funny over over the podcast. I mean, for me, Razzle Dazzle is is the king of the of the, of the songs. Um, oh. I've never been so honoured to play a Millwall fan in my life. Even though when I supplied the voice, they never told me and, it was going to be and a you say Olas. I do say Olas, and I also <laughs> I believe I sing if you can call it singing, in some of the choruses, but luckily they put other people's voices in as well, so you can't hear me going. Well, I've got a little cameo appearance, even though they don't know it. Yeah. On 17 minutes 40, I'm it's in the It's always about you, Sean. Oh, no, you on, you were so happy, weren't you? You were so yeah, happy. Yeah, I was. 
I was. So I didn't. They, I'm sure they didn't know, but I mean, it zooms in just where I am in front of the box at the Burnley game. But of course, I wasn't there. Only as a journalist. Journalist. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's time for this. Yes, it's Facebook, Twitter, question time. Time, time, and, time. And George, hopefully you've got them up because um, I haven't. <laughs> I do. So, Sean, you put on the podcast page earlier, pub podcasting at 6.45pm tonight. Well, that's a lie. Uh, please send in your view of the Southampton win, the R word, and the, your hopes for the remainder of the season. Uh, we've got quite a few. Sean Gallagher says... The team stepped up and so did the crowd. We all need each other at the moment. Two more wins and I reckon we'll be safe. Then we can put this season behind us and move on. Wow, he thinks two more wins. Uh, Nick Harvey says, Good performance, albeit Southampton weren't great. Begs the question as to why we've been so poor on so many occasions. Will 37 points be enough to keep us up? As can't see us getting any more than that. I think we discussed that earlier. That was more than enough. Also, new medical team. Yeah, injuries are still a major issue for us. Are we still rushing players back. Interesting. Yeah. Have we got yeah, Russian players? I ain't seen any Russian players. <laughs> uh, and he says, can anyone take the hammer of the year away from Arnautovic? Uh, the only one in the shout could be Pablo. But I think Arnautovic will get it. No, uh, we, we did a Clarence Hugh poll and uh, Arnautovic, oh, I mean, it was about 1,500 people and it was like 60% of the vote went to Arnautovic. And about ten percent went to Zabaleta, followed by Noble. By the way, so there you go. It's it's going to be an out of itch all the way. Mm. Uh, Ricky Gaylis says, with the way things are going for Stoke, Southampton, Huddersfield, as well as oh, lost my train of thought, as well as the way things have already gone for West Brom, I can see four points being enough. Chris Hitchcock says, just a massive relief that everyone pulled together, and we not only got the result but some positivity back. Not out of the fire yet, but more of the same over the coming weeks and we'll be okay. Then we can talk transfers, board future with EPL secured. Uh, Paul Harris says, who will be our keepers next season? Even if he now keeps the gloves until the end of the season, Hart has not been a success and Adrian rightly appears unhappy to remain as a backup. Who could we look to sign? Uh, he suggests Pope or Heaton from Burnley. I think Pope would be a great signing. Butland. Yeah, Stoke go. Uh, Keith Reese says, should we be worried that Barry Fry was sitting with David Gold wearing a West Ham tie? They wouldn't, no. surely not. No, I can guarantee. I, I've spoken to Barry Fry a number of times. I can guarantee you, he, Barry Fry is mates with Gold and with Sullivan, but mates with Gold more. He's a big West Ham fan uh, in his spare time. Uh, and he probably got a free tie. But Barry will not be becoming a director of football. I can promise you that. Who's a big West Ham fan? Barry. Go he likes coming way. to watch West Ham. Yeah, because he gets he into does, nothing he and his mates own the club. When has he ever yeah. been West Ham before them two? Oh, times? he's not a West Ham through and through. He likes... All right. So what I should say is he likes to come and watch West Ham for free in the director's So box. he likes any club that David Gold's at, basically, because this is his mate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So get that tie off. Well, why's that one big enough? 
Paul Sanders says, yeah, great yeah. win on Saturday and more to the point. A decent atmosphere for the first time in ages. A good day out. My mate Neil and I bumped in the into the Huisa, 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 guys at the White Post Cafe before the game. And I'm now the owner of a rather fetching blue pin with crossed hammers, as are we. Uh, yeah, we are, yeah. Well, not Nigel, because he wasn't there. Fickle fan. I've got one. Um, have you got one? <laughs> he set it up, Sean. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was one of the founders. Uh, will, the result, very reluctant founder. will the result on the five-point gap now mean a temporary end to at-game protests? I would hope so. I would really hope, I hope so. so. I know Nigel wants some protest. Do you know what? I agreed in the past with the protest at Man City, which is don't turn up, which is pretty much what... <laughs> oh, I, I, did, I did that Saturday and I don't recommend it. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a two-man protest, yeah? Oh, anyway. uh, Ed Hughes says, can Mark Hughes manage all our opponents, play out that every week and we'll be safe? <laughs> Taffy nice. Wallback says, just happy there wasn't a West Ham Way performance. Chris Hooper says, Rice know. was fantastic Saturday. Does that mean it's the end of the road for Collins? Yeah, I think, I think he'll be. He will be gone uh, in the summer. I can't see him getting a extension. Gary Prince says, we need two more wins. Where do you see us getting them? Well, I don't think we particularly do, but I'd imagine Stoke. Imagine Stoke and I Everton. think we, we, can, we can beat Stoke. Uh, I'd love to beat Everton. Here's your ruddy bubbles. Uh, and Matthew Kemp. If you do a, remember, if you do a favour for Big Sam, he'd do one for you. Sounds just like it. <laughs> Matthew Kemp says, Arnie's on fire. Where was Hernandez? Injured or AWOL? Good question. Where was Hernandez, Sean? Injured, apparently. Little knock, but he will be fit again. I think he's known as a little piece. For Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was lost. If any of you think's lost on you, go on, quack on. Uh, over on Twitter, or Nigel, have you got Twitter up? You usually do Twitter. Oh, Sean, you're well on the ball today. I know, I know. Twitter. Nigel, have you got Twitter? Or do you want me hold, to up, carry on? hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Twitter, 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 Twitter. Loading. Me up. Come on, ball, Ben. Here we go. Oh, I've just got to change it from me. If you if you haven't seen, by the way, um, uh, uh, Canning uh, Pure Gold the musical, we will. Oh, it's already up on our Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com/slash more than just a podcast. More with two O's, and um, forget about all the privacy and everything else stuff. Right, Facebook, you ready? Because uh, we don't steal your data. Yeah. What's what they call that in the business, Sean? Filling, isn't it? It was a filling. Well, yeah. well done. <laughs> Thank you. So here we go. Peter Edgecombe at Peter Dubai. I suspect he's a Dubai Hammer. Uh, would love to know your predictions on and off the field for next season, assuming we are still in the Premiership. Relegation. Uh, I reckon more of the same. But, yeah, me uh, too. No, I think they will. They will spend. Uh, they have a budget of like eighty-five million pounds. They're going to get the next. Uh, Vardy, um, they're going to probably find the next sort of Gareth next Bale. Vardy. And we'll finish like in Champions League place next season. No, no, like we'll end up with Reg Vardy from on the buses. And, and they'll find a way, they'll find a way to move 
the seats onto the pitch, not just close to the pitch, but onto the pitch for the absolute closest experience, like a foot into the pitch. I bet they don't. All right. Well, there you go. That was my thoughts. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's... Hold up. I ain't finished. You jump in now. Come on, move on. Move on. Ben Ashelford. <laughs> what do we think the main player positions are to be the focus on next year? He's thinking a right back, defensive mid, two strikers and a centre back. Maybe another <laughs> winger too. Add a goalkeeper. How about a goalkeeper? I mean, Adrian apparently wants today was going, he wants to go back to Spain or Betis because they want him back there. Joe Hart's going, so we, and we're looking for the fourth choice Man United um, keeper who's at um, Villa. I forget his name. So we need, a, we need a goalkeeper without a doubt, a number one, possibly a number two. Uh, and with Ginge going, we need a good, strong centre back. Uh, and Hernandez will probably go. And Hernandez, we need a strike. And and I think Carroll could really go. With 12 months left, I think if an offer came in for Carroll, I think they'd snap their hands off. Cause... Who's going to go for him, though, really? Well, maybe a, a championship wannabe. Uh, maybe, I don't know, Aston Villa coming up. Maybe he could join Snodgrass. Are done? Because I'm still... F- no, I ain't finished yeah. yet. Go right. on. Tinko. Tinko 20. The thing that annoys me most about the London Stadium is that after the match, I can't walk directly back to my car, which is parked near Acne Wick Station, because my route is blocked to allow the away supporters to exit at the same time, unlike most grounds, where they are held back. Um, I yeah. think they are. We yeah. know ever, you know, I've done six away games this season. I don't think I've ever been held back in one. Well, you just need to know where to go because we always, you can go there and back on yourself, can't you? So there's always a way well, to get I out of there. You, we know. His point remains, Sean. Sorry? His point does remain. Like, his route it? is blocked. His route isn't blocked. There's always another way around it. Well, like, no, the, the quickest route is. All right. Did he say that, though? Did he say my route's well, blocked? No, but I know what he means. Quickest... Oh, know what he means. you're now interpreting questions well, now, he are does you? say the stadium may... <laughs> more like home if the home supporters were given preference over the away supporters. But the facts are, I'm pretty sure, like Arsenal, Chelsea, Shrewsbury, Man United, I've done. Um, we just walked out together. Tottenham, we just walked out yeah, together. We, we never got held back. Well, they, they, they do have those barriers up still, but there is always you walk there and walk back again. And just, just to ram the... Uh, point home there's a difference you know if you're in a, a derelict uh warehouse on saturday that was on fire uh you just want a route out not the most quickest route out either way you will be safe george well, not necessarily what if you suffocate from the smoke and and you can't get out quick enough because you're forced to go a longer way good point good point i just want to say to the people <laughs> that set fire to that warehouse yeah you did the wrong building you idiots <laughs> money, mate. I did. As soon as I saw the picture, I did yeah, tag you right. in there. Yeah, what's went, going on? So I tell you, you, you send boys to do a man's job, yeah. and that's what happens. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one last item. Is there any other um, Twitter, Twitter, no, tweets? So one last thing, uh, which is a little interview uh, that Nigel did earlier today. Uh, East 15 Films, uh, I spoke to Mitch there and he gave me a free copy to give away on um, 
on the uh, on Clarence Hugh in the competition. But you know one of the other guys. I forget his name. And earlier today, you did an interview with him. Do you want to just introduce that quickly, Nigel? David Powles is Mitch's mate. Uh, he actually featured in the film Away From Home, um, which is sort of a similar type of genre to Iron Man. Do you like that? Long word for me, genre. Uh, yeah. But this actually goes a bit deeper, not just following the fans, but then after the move and what their perceptions are of the Olympic Stadium and how it panned out. And what their thoughts were once they finally got to see the stadium, apart from, well, yeah, even Gary did go and, and see the stadium, Gary Fermage, who featured yeah. it. Um, the happiest one out of the lot, funny enough, was probably Gary Fermager. If you, if you, you you've seen it, Sean, haven't you? I mean, I've seen it, yeah. yeah. When you oh, look yeah. at the, the, the four or five others that took part, Gary Firmager, who did one or two games and never went back, was the happiest man now. Yeah. Anyway, let's not spoil it. Um, let's listen to the interview. Um, and and this is Nigel and David. Due to circumstances beyond our control, we will not be able to bring you Nigel Khan's interview with Dave from East 15 Films. This is because he blathers on for too long and it's about 50 minutes long. So we'll bring you a one-off special later in the week. I bet you can't wait. Thanks. What did you think of that then, George? It was really good. I haven't seen the film or the interview, but I'm sure it was brilliant. Available for three ninety nine on Vimeo, yeah. I think, and uh, $4.99 to rent on Soon to come on and, iTunes. And uh, can Orcus. I just say that... That was really good editing because I've not done the interview yet. I'm doing it after. <laughs> All right. Don't give away the magic of the podcast. So I was hoping George would say something like, yeah, I found that really interesting. And uh, oh, well done. No, don't give away the... Anyway, predictions. Uh, we play Chelsea away. Uh, are you going, Nigel? No, because my son's having his operation this weekend. Oh, yeah. Cool. Good luck for that. Thank you. Um so let's give it give us a full forecast. Lose four nil. Jesus, um, George. Well, you're going. We we are going, aren't we? But we're either Four going. Four. We're either going. Um, see if we're going one way or the other. We're either going to get smashed or we're going to nick a win. I don't think we'll play particularly well, but I don't think they will either. So I think they're under a lot of pressure, especially after the result of the weekend. I think Conte's days there are numbered. And I think our good performance at the weekend could spur us on to nick a little one nil victory. Well, I'm gonna. I, I never bet for my team to lose, um, but you've nicked the one nil. So I'm gonna go for. He, he deploys a false nine. I don't think he's gonna put out any strikers. So I don't think he's gonna put out. Um, it probably rest an Outovich even maybe. It will just be eleven defenders. I hope he does. Uh, false nine, and uh, I'll go for a nil nil board draw. Uh, which will be another valuable point. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, it's goodbye from me, Sean. And it's goodbye from the Shed Man. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from uh, George. Goodbye. Hold up, hold up. Don't forget my new show on Amers Chat Forum, Retro Amers, where I take a look every week at a different period of West Ham's glorious history. 
even though this week it's 1970, which turned out not to be so glorious. <laughs> but anyway, it is what it is. Good. Do you think John's perm is set by now? Well, he's gone proper retro. Is it a Kevin Keegan perm? Is he going it, for? It's, it's a bit like that. We'll, we'll, we'll put a picture. We'll put a picture on, on Facebook as soon as it comes out. Anyway, that's good from us. Uh, we'll see you next week. Anyway, that's it from uh, this week. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Come on, you irons. Nice bit of feeling. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.